<laughs> that Mother Mary's a real bitch. So you were a, were you a, I'm Protestant, so I don't quite know how it works with Catholics. Were you a priest? Were you like, no, did you got, the, you, had the, you didn't have the collar and shit? No, I didn't have the collar. I would just like, they have a, like, it's called, it's like a lay thing, which means like you're not ordained, but like you work in the church and you work with the teens. Yeah. I never wanted to be a priest because even as deep as into it I got, I was like, I'm having sex with at least one person. Like I'm going to get married. Yeah. You got to have sex. You got to have like, sex. I mean, it's not that you can have sex as a Catholic priest. It's just like you yeah. got to keep it on the down low. I you got to keep it on the down low, and you know, <laughs> trick children. Or, or um, I had this friend. She's um, she's very she's she's very Catholic, but like also like hardcore lefty liberal. Uh-huh. And she her theory was that like people who became priests were all like all priests were like it was just understood that like you sent your gay son to just be, to be a priest. You know, I've wondered about that because I think. Like, because, like, even outside of the Catholic Church, like, in, you know, the 20th century, like, it was, being gay was very, like, forbidden. Mm -hmm. And so I would imagine growing up in a very strong Catholic family in, like, you know, let's just say the 50s, for example, and you think you might be gay, whatever your idea of it was back then, and you're like, this is the worst thing that can happen to a person. Yeah. I'll go join this club where, like, you're not supposed to have sex ever and everything will work out fine, but you, it's so repressed that it's going to come out in It's going to come out ways. in really horrible ways. Yeah. Yeah. Or you're like, um, so from DC, obviously you've heard of Theodore McCarrick, right? No. The- Theodore McCarrick used to be the Archbishop of DC. Oh. And he got busted for like, like he, so he was like the Archbishop of DC, like re- he was a court, like pretty fucking high up there. Yeah. And he was like, and they always know, like, he was a known, like, he didn't do, it was never kids. He never, like, diddled kids, but it was always just, like, seminarians. Yeah. And he would do this thing where he owned a beach house, because, you know, vow of poverty. Right. And um, he would always bring, all dudes, of course, and he'd always bring enough, du- like, one more dude than there was beds. So one of the seminarians would have to, like, would have to sleep in the bed with him. Oh my god, dude. That is like Whoops. Oops. Sorry. I'll have to sleep with me. I sleep naked, by the way. And aroused. Yeah, this is yeah, this is a holy rod here. Yeah. So yeah, okay. So how do you become a um Catholic? Well, I'm guessing you did you it, did you grow, you grow you grew up religious? Oh, well, I grew up Catholic. Uh my mom's sort of kind of Catholic. My dad converted to Catholicism when he married my mom, mm-hmm. but I kind of it's weird. I became like a black sheep in my family when I became super devout Catholic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They didn't really like my sister was like an atheist since high school and is queer. So she and I would argue a lot. And then, you know, my brothers were just sort of like, that's what are you doing, dude? It's weird. Like drink a beer and, <laughs> yeah. you know, go have sex with a lady. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, well, it's because, you know, the, this cute girl in high school invited me to a retreat and it was just like, ah. And then there's a bunch of substance abuse in my family, and so I was like a straight edge kid. Oh man, okay. So then, like, I found this kind of club where, like, like, oh, these people don't drink, and like, you're discouraged from drinking and doing drugs. And I just kind of like found a home there. It is interesting. You can go like two ways with straight edge. You can become one of those dudes that's like poison free, and you can have like the minor threat tattoos and shit, or yeah. you can become. A Catholic missionary. So, it's funny. <laughs> yes, it's you you pick. Two. Yeah, those are the two options. <laughs> You're either you have you have sleeve tattoos at 19, mm-hmm. or you um, uh, tell people that wearing condoms will send you to hell. Like yeah, it's exactly. it's either either or. Yeah. I'm glad I went the Catholic route. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those tattoos are hard to. 
that's expensive to get yeah, rid of. And they don't they don't go away. No. Yeah. Well, they do. It's just like they literally have to burn them off you. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Do you have any tattoos? No, no, I don't. Yeah, I'm neither. I I have all these ideas. Like I I theoretically want a tattoo, that's but right. I don't know. I don't I don't know something that I would get that like. I, don't, I wouldn't look at in five years and be like, what the fuck is this? I know. That's the thing. And like, I thought, I've had some people say, I think it was just like, yeah, sit with it for like three days. And like, if like three days later, you're like, no, then that's not the right. Because I want to get one too, but I keep changing my mind so much. But then I had another friend tell me, she was like, just get whatever the fuck you want. That's, it's that's a tattoo. Who cares? Well, it's funny because there's people who are like, yeah, this is like, this means a lot to me. And then there's like, yeah, I don't know. I went to a Radiohead concert and I got so I just decided, oh, I'll get Tom York's face on my bicep. You know, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, and you know, like, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah, yeah. You know. Um, okay, um, so you you decide to devote your life to Christ. Oh yes, and the ultimate devotion. The ultimate devotion, but not quite. You you were hedging your bet. You I think deep down you weren't sure about it because you definitely didn't. You didn't decide to become a priest, so you were hedging your bets. Yeah, but I think somewhat. it was. Yeah, but I mean, I think it was just like I had been like horny since I was like eight. Yeah. So I was like, I can't. And you can't give it up. I can't be a priest. There were two times where I felt the quote unquote calling to the priesthood. I yeah. remember it. It was like at night, you know, when you're praying, and then I remember waking up the next morning and just being like, no. No, 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 no. It's no. like, did you like jerk off? And you're like, no, great. No, no, no. Yeah, no you had that post nut clarity of like, no, <laughs> that no. Post nut antichrist yeah, clarity. Yeah, like, no. No, you know, I actually, I went three and a half years without jerking off. That's not true. It's true. What? Yeah. You had to have some crazy dreams, man. Yeah, it was the only other, only time in my life I had wet dreams. Yeah. Was, I think I had two and three, and I was so thankful for them. Oh, my God. I was like, God, three. that was great. Okay, so was this conscious? Were you like... Oh, yeah, because it's, I mean, it's a sin, Hunter. Yes. <laughs> so it's worse, it's worse than wearing a condom. Yeah. Spilling the seed. Spilling the seed, yeah. yeah. God struck a guy down for that once. <laughs> and you were like, oh, fuck, he's going to oh, get me. <laughs> yeah. All right, so you go... All right, so so that means you were like a missionary for three and a half years then. Well, no, I just did that. And like I say, missionary, I mean, you know, I was living in a nice house in Potomac, and I would like go, you know, work with like school children. It always sounds so weird. Anytime you, your children are involved and you're working in Catholicism, yeah, it, was it feels a, uncomfortable. You were a uh, you were a guy in Catholicism who didn't jerk off, who worked with kids. <laughs> worked I mean, that's kids. primarily boys, too. Oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> I know. That's the thing. I was just like, what would you do? I was like, I'd hang out with a lot of eighth grade boys, but it was kosher. <laughs> it was well, great. too kosher because yeah, we're Catholic. Yeah, yeah, obviously not. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so what did you do? What were you... So you hung out with, hung out with a bunch of boys. Hung out with a bunch of boys. Lived with like eight priests slash seminarians in a house two other boys my age we were like 19 okay um and then some consecrated men which were like male nuns and i don't get why you would do all that and then not not be able to do all the, the are they like are they magic. like monks is that is they are they monks i mean the i guess but i mean i honestly don't even really know what like a monk what's your definition of a monk my mom like I think of like a guy in a, on a hill being silent forever. When I think, I think of, of like a guy, he's wearing like the brown, the uh, friar tuck yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. and no. like he lives he he lives somewhere, and he has like a really random skill. Like he's like a monk, but he's like the best beekeeper. He's also like an incredible beekeeper. <laughs> yeah, see, that's a cool monk. Now these were just lame guys wearing suits who couldn't do any blessings. 
because they didn't they didn't they didn't get the the priest magic. That's why not go all the way. That's what I even as a like super devout Catholic, I was like, what the fuck are these guys about? Like, yeah, it just seemed bizarre. Like why not why not go all the way? Yeah, that's yeah. like that's like the CBD of being a priest, right? It's like you're not even like yeah. It's like oh, does it oh it totally works? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's, it's totally just a life of being like I think this is working. I yeah. think I feel it. <laughs> oh yeah, what yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so you were living with eight, just eight dudes who weren't jerking off. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I can only imagine. Yeah, did you? Were there fights? All there had to have been like just fights all the time. <laughs> yeah, just over like, dumb shit. That's not where you sit in the chapel. That's my seat. <laughs> you didn't clean the dishes, right, mother? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know the thing you do. Oh, it's so funny. I haven't talked about this in so long, and I've never really got into the depths of not jerking off for so long let's do it man let's, uh, go, let's go deep but you gotta exercise that's the main oh, yeah. thing like i was running i was biking um because you just you're just like your body up. has all that tea yeah and you know you just you know what i mean you see like one woman walk by you just like just boner city yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah that's good that's fair right yeah, yeah. At, least it, you, at least you weren't seeing the eighth grade boys and that's true. That at least that wasn't then. I would have been like, well, I guess I have to become a priest now. Yeah, yeah well, I just might as well go all the way. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, you get used to it, you know? Not, yeah. Not during, but, I mean, sometimes, you know, you just grab a Victoria's Secret catalog and you're like, oh, boy, I could just go to town. <laughs> I, I could just, like... Well, if you think about it, maybe I should... Because, like, it really kind of resets... I mean... I'm sure after that you got you could have you could jerk off to fucking anything. I'm sure like your Uh-oh. your your system was so reset. That's that, true. Then I got to pick what aroused me. So yeah, there's a so lot of like you weren't getting waiting like, room art. Yeah, you didn't have to go deep into you didn't have to like go to page four on Pornhub. Like you could. Just, yeah, that's true. You know what? That's interesting because even now, like I'm not a big pornography fan. Like I'll watch it every. Like it's a big treat. When I watch pornography, I'm just like, ooh, I'm gonna watch pornography tonight. It is a sort like for me, and I don't know. It's just like if I ever watch porn, it's like, all right, it's it's not a good thing. It's like, well, I've done it's three. I'm not gonna. All right, fine. I'll just. It's a shame. There's a shame, and it's not because I'm ashamed of the porn. It's just like. I have run out of stuff to do, so I'm just yeah. like, okay, I guess I'll just watch. There's also this is gonna sound more judgy than than it is, but there's something that's not right about point. Oh no, 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 no! It's wrong, and it's not to it's judge. Wrong. Yeah, yeah, like, it's it, wrong, and it's good. I'm glad that these people have a career and they're finding something to do with their sexuality. Very sex positive. Yes, but it's still like it. It it's you hear like you you like listen to like ex porn stars talk about like the shit they had to do. Yeah. And you're like, no wonder all these bitches kill themselves. Like, it's fucking, it's a, it's an inherently exploitative industry. Yeah, you know? yeah. I just, I don't think it can be like, like I don't think watching it can be good for the psyche. So I can't imagine how bad like living it can be. For no, the, it's for awful. The psyche. Yeah. yeah. Um. But. So, all right. How long were you in DC? <laughs> Sorry, I just. How long? How long? Were, this Wait, is. Let's talk about porn for an hour. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Porn, yeah, that won't get me flagged. Um, uh, all right, how long were you? In, when, I, when were you in DC? I was there in uh, uh, summer of '06 to summer of '07, or like fall of '06. So just just a year. Okay, so you were there. I was a. Uh, I think we we might be the same. Are you 33? Were you born in '88? Yeah. yeah, I was born in '87. Okay, so I'm gonna be 34 this week. Oh, happy birthday! Thank you. Um, I was fishing for that. Yeah, 100%. it worked. <laughs> um, okay, cool. So we were there. We were there at DC at the same time because I moved there because I went to school, I went to GW. 
Oh, no way. So, Do you know Cameron Tepfer? That name sounds really, really familiar. Yeah, he's a buddy of mine from high school. What year did you graduate high school? Uh, 2006, and I graduated GW 2010. Okay, yeah, it's the same thing. He and I, 06, and then I think he graduated 09 because he was a big nerd and took a bunch of APs. If I saw, I bet I would, I bet if you showed me his face, I would be like, would you know if he was in a frat at all? I don't. Okay. I mean, he and I, I mean, he's a guy who, I, you know, we were good buddies in high school, and now we, we occasionally will run into each other. Uh, no offense. No, it's fine. No, I'm the same way. I, I know the number of people I know who I went to college with, or went to high school or college with in L.A. who I just don't, I would never talk to. I just wouldn't talk to. And yeah. it's not nothing bad. It's just like, what would we, like, I haven't talked to you in 15 years. What are we going to talk about? Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. I felt so, I just remembered today that <clears throat> I, there's a buddy, because I just moved out to L.A. about a year ago. Yeah. Um, and I have a buddy from, like, my best friend in middle school's out here. And he hit me up, and then we spent a week trying to plan to get drinks. And then, it's just, and then like, it's just And then, like, I had to go out of town, and I was like, I'll hit you up when I get back. And that was in August. And now I'm just like, ah, oh, it's I gotta, too late. Like, hey, yeah. now, now you got to do a whole nother cycle of, like, you know, oh, we're going to start the whole thing over again. It's like, we should get drinks. Yeah. Three days later, yeah, we should. <laughs> um, okay, so you're in D.C. for a year. Uh-huh. You're a, I'm guessing a virgin. You're hundred percent virgin, nineteen year old kid who's in DC, hanging out with a bunch of eighth grade boys. Mm-hmm. Um, where do you go after that? Uh, then I went to Holy Apostles College and Seminary in Cromwell, Connecticut. Cromwell, yeah, Connecticut, kind of central Connecticut, I guess. I would say it's still like thirty minutes from Hartford, maybe. Okay. So you were in seminary, basically. No, I was a lay student, but I was most of my classmates were seminarians. Uh huh. So I was hanging out, but there were two, or there were like three women my age who were also lay students who were going there. And I'm sure those girls were, like, they could have been twos, but I'm sure they were harat. Like, I'm sure every guy was like, I have to fuck these. Like, oh yeah, for sure. (laughs) But they were like. Yeah, like a couple of them were like extremely beautiful. Yeah. Uh, but I was so, I didn't know how to talk to girls. And like, I know for a fact one of them had like a, a crush on me and I kind of had a crush. But I just didn't know what to do with, when, you know what I mean? Yeah, you didn't know, you had no idea. Which is funny because you got into this whole fucking thing because of a girl. I know, right? You got, but, a, and now, and then you were just like, I don't even know. I'm not even at the, <laughs> just be a, um, all right, so you're in seminary. Mm-hmm. What? Like, is it just Jesus 24-7? Like, yeah. are, you, are you getting up at 6 a.m., praying, going to Mass, all that shit? Yeah, I mean, a lot of daily Mass, though not every day. And, I mean, I was still, I was a big night owl back then, so I would have trouble. Like, I was late to class a lot. Like, I was not, I really loved, uh, I mean, the thing uh, I ended up realizing one day that I loved about youth ministry, I was like, dude, you like getting up and talking in front of people. Yeah. Um, so I was still, but like all the traits that are common for like people pursuing stand up, I was still very lazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what's funny? You look like a youth pastor. You yeah, got the look of like, I know somebody acoustic said that. guitar. You can play three chords and yeah. Yeah. I was at a mic recently and I was like trying to do some jokes about it. And I mentioned that I was a youth minister and this comic goes, that makes sense. And I was like, damn it. <laughs> it does. Like, yeah, you, you got the, the beard. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. So, but, yeah, yeah, but I mean, a lot of praying, a lot of praying, doing the rosary, very scrupulous where like, if I wasn't praying cor- like correctly, like, yeah. you know, if I would zone out while I was praying, I thought I was praying wrong. Like just. Because it's just, it's like it's like the uh, the frog in the boiling water. Right. You know what I mean? It was just a slow burn of 
being brainwashed and then like just falling down a rabbit hole of uh, uh, just over devoutedness. When does it start to hit you that like I don't want to do this anymore? It was funny. So in like it was like a good five years at doing this, and then like in the spring of '09, I got a spiritual director. This guy, Father Nick, who is very nice. Spiritual director is like you go see him once a month. It's kind of like a therapist, but you're just talking about like your spiritual life. Your walk. Your walk. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Your journey. Yeah. When does Christ carry me? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I met with him once and he was just like, he was like, okay. He's like, he's like pick a, a Bible passage from the Gospels I, and I, I want you to meditate on it. So I, I picked the one, I forget what it is, but like Peter and John and some other loser Thomas probably they hike up a mountain together and they start praying and then like Jesus kind of goes up and turns all all white like bright white and then like Moses and Elijah oh the trans- this is the, this is what we would call the transfiguration transfiguration that's right yeah. I hate that I can never remember it after all these years I was about to say man you should know, you know I it backwards and forwards well I know like a lot more church teaching than the Bible because Catholics are very big on uh, litigation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> about suing people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they are, they love like just structure and rules and being like, well, this is okay, but not like this and that and that. Yeah, like we're you know like being gay is not being a sin. But just acting, acting on it. On acting it. on it. Yeah. So there's like that little you know it's like fine print is just is just covering the Catholic Church. Yeah, yeah. But so anyway, he I, that's the one I picked. It just popped into my head, and he's like, okay, he's like just like for 15 minutes a day just put yourself there like in the transfiguration and just try and like look around and see what you see and see what insights you get i'm like great so a month later i come back to him and this right around this time i found praying to just be god awfully boring it was just like this weird switch happened where like i just couldn't do it anymore and like hanging out with all these seminarians they all spend an hour in the chapel a day just praying so i was like i'm gonna start doing that too and that was like the death nail for me yeah. So I was like, what? Like, why am I doing this? So I came back to him a month later and we're talking and he's like, how's the meditation going? And I'm like, I did it once. And he was like, he's like, that's okay. He's like, look, it's very simple. Just 15 minutes a day. Just put yourself there. Yada, yada, yada. I'm like, sweet. Come back another month later. And he's like, how's the meditation going? And I was like, I did it twice. And he goes, okay. He's like, look, that's fine. Sorry. You- no, no, no. I'm just, I'm trying to, th- why didn't you just lie to him? Because why, 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 if I'm going there to, to get his advice and shit, but then, then I probably have to confess lying to a priest. Yeah, yeah. You know? And I'd, I don't want to tell him that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ask me, Father, for I've said I've been lying to you for the past four <laughs> do you, months. Yeah, past four months. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then you come back and you keep lying to him about it. I was like, oh, sorry, I did it again. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? It's good. Here's here's a, a, a little ad campaign for telling the truth. Yeah. Uh, it's good that I didn't lie because then I told him I was like I did it twice in the past month, and he was like he was like okay. He's like look that's fine. He's like you don't have you don't have to do this meditation. He goes however, it was a very simple task I've given you to do, and in the past two months you've done it three times, which again is fine. But he's like if you're finding this that difficult you might want to think about a different career choice. Okay, so he wasn't even like a dick about it. He was oh, like... Oh, no, very understanding. Yeah. He's a very very sweet man, you yeah. know, misguided in many ways probably, sure. but at the end of the day, he has a very good heart. And he was the first person to be like, hey, maybe you're not supposed to be a youth minister. 
he didn't say it in those words, but he said maybe a different career path. Yeah. Which made me kind of go, huh. Uh, and then it was like another like year of exploration from there of like dipping my toes into different uh, things. Were you still at this? Were you still at the seminary for this? For, this uh, year? for the rest of that semester, and then in the fall, I transferred to Franciscan University of Steubenville out in Ohio. Uh huh. Back to my home. Yeah. My home uh, roots. Uh, and there, I really, really lost my faith. What was there a was there a I I, I don't. Was there a moment? Was there like a seminal like, fuck it, I'm out? Or was it just like a, no, it was were just, you the frog? The I frog? was the frog, but they turned the, the burner off, Yeah, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, it's funny. Yeah, it was the exact opposite, just a little accelerated. But like, you know, like I started, uh, started drinking, you know, trying to drink. And I still remember the first morning I woke up, like I went to a house party with some friends. And then I woke up the next morning on the floor of my friend's basement. And uh, opened my eyes, and the very first thought I had in my head was, "That was way too much fun for that to be a sin." Like it was just that it was just a big party, everybody drinking, and everybody's having a good time. Yeah, and yeah. you're getting along with people, and everybody's laughing. And I was like, "What?" I was like, "That's not that bad." Obviously, you can drink too much and make some horrible decisions. Sure, but like in general, I was like, "This isn't evil." Like that was that was a great hang. And then I started dating a lady, and you know, smooching smooching around with her and I was like well this this feels pretty darn good um and then so I was just kind of trying new things which you know because the a lot of cornerstone of like Christianity particularly Catholicism is just like well don't don't do that because like that's bad you're not supposed to do that and Mm -hmm. it's just like well why don't you just try it and see if it's it's bad. Like, how do you know it's bad? Well, because somebody told us. Yeah, somebody this. told you it was bad. Yeah. yeah. So it's just like, and it's just like this horrible game of telephone where it's just like, well, we just heard this was bad rather than like, try it and see how you feel or see if something bad happens. Yeah. You know? Um. So you're, you, I, do you have to like, is there like a form you got to fill out to quit? Like, how do you, or do you just like not show up one day? Like, what's the what's yeah. the process there? Yeah, you just don't show up one day. And like, so I still was, I was at that school for that fall semester. And like, I stopped going to confession though, um, which I would do every two weeks. I would go to confession. Yeah. And, um, but then I, and I like switched to being like a theater major, which was fun because they were still all devout Catholics, but they were like a little bit more left leaning, I guess. And like it was just fun and everything like that, just hanging out and goofing around and being in plays and stuff. Yeah. But then, very conservative school, and I was going through something and like questioning my faith and trying to figure stuff out. And a lot of people there were not that receptive to that and were kind of just like, well, like that's not the way it's supposed to to be and just like well like you have you're supposed to go to church because you're supposed to go to church yeah and i'm just like yeah but like why because you're supposed to and there was no one there it's funny that the the spiritual advisor was probably the guy who was the most understanding of like okay maybe this isn't yeah for you yeah I know. and like who knows maybe if you would maybe if you had had somebody else like that at steubenville you um would have who knows? You could have been still. You could have kept your faith a little bit, but like because people weren't giving you that option, it was like you're you're in or you're out, yes. and you and that, you know it's just like a, with a lot of other things, people are gonna be like, "Well, I'm fucking out." Then, like, yeah, and that's exactly what it was. And because then I started to be, I started to be like, "Wow, this little two thousand student school in the middle of nowhere, Ohio, 
is a reflection of what the Catholic Church is as a whole. You're either yeah. in or you're out, and we don't have any room for wishy-washy people or like don't question it just you know i mean people everybody has doubt but just just go with it you just accept it and move forward yeah yeah and that just wasn't a enough for me and then you know especially with like my sister being queer and being like what the like why do i care so much about uh like gay marriage and then you know and then you, you i don't know you start talking to people from different walks of life and you're like man life is not black and white Mm-hmm. It's very based on, you know, where you grew up and your financial standings and, you know, a whole list of things where it's just mostly grace. And, like, you hope that everybody's trying to be a good person, but, like, there's really no map for any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, so. And I like drinking and smoking pot. I yeah, yeah. Like, That's, <laughs> I was about to say, like, I, um, I used to be, I don't think, I was definitely not as, um, uh, hardcore about it as you are but I was for sure religious and mm. devout and um, I actually found I led youth group in high school no way yeah and I really like like liked it because like the same reason because like same reason I'm doing act is like oh I like the attention I like being in control I feel I felt more comfortable being in front of people mm. and then I tricked myself into thinking I was supposed to do that because of God. And when in actuality, I just wanted the attention. Yeah, dude. You know, yeah. like writing bits. Sort of, and like, I don't know if they were like joke jokes, but like I had a routine. I used to get paid to go to churches and give chastity talks. Oh and my God. I had, I had a routine. Is that on, do you have it on tape somewhere? Oh God, dude. I don't know if I did. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, because it was before like iPhones, so like yeah. it's not like you could just set up a tripod or even audio record it. I wonder if anybody has. There's got to be something yeah. somewhere. So you had your tight. You had your fifteen on on not fucking people. On not fucking people. <laughs> was it how long? Was it fifteen minutes or? I think it was longer. It's like an hour. So you were he- you were headlining. I was headlining. <laughs> you were headlining, talking about not yeah. not having sex. Not having sex. Well, because and then you know I I uh, you know I pull kids up on you know, stage there was never a stage right? yeah but you know and like i have there was this tape thing i learned where you get clear packing tape it has to be clear and uh you have everybody come up you get three guys three girls and you give everybody a, a tape a, a string of tape mm-hmm. and uh i forget exactly how you put it but i guess you're like this is your sex <laughs> or like your sexuality or your virginity and uh Anyway, so then you're just like, oh, you started meeting somebody, you know, and you guys start sleeping together, you're having fun, so, like, go ahead and, like, put the tape on your arm. And then and then you go, oh, but, like, things start to go south, you're starting to fight a little bit more, and so, like, two of you uh, break up. So I need two of the guys and two of the girls, now you have to rip the tape off. And so everybody's like, ooh, because it's going to rip the hairs out. You have everybody do that a couple times, except for two of them. You you have them. Oh, you, they don't even put their tape on, so it's not even on their arm. Uh, and then at the end of it, you have them all meet and get married. And the the set of the two couples who had to do the tape thing a little bit, you put the tape together, and it comes apart very easily. But then you get the two virgin losers who saved themselves for marriage to put their tape together, 
It's very hard to pull apart. You okay? You I'm gonna tell you right now. One of those kids can only come if he has tape on his phone. <laughs> like for sure, there's one kid who can only come if you, if he has the tape and he's getting it ripped off. Uh, like, you know, is it bad that I kind of hope that's true? Yeah, yeah. Is that, that's your legacy? Is some guy has a tape? Some kid has a tape fetish. A tape fetish, and he has to think of a 22 year old virgin <laughs> talking about sex. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's so you you were torturing kids basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I'd be like, "Sex hurts. <laughs> don't don't ever love." Yeah, yeah. So I'd have them all do that, you know, and whatnot. And then sometimes they break up into groups, and then like I'd come and talk. Like who, I can't even imagine what the hell I was talking about. Uh, I mean, I can't remember like some of the stuff, but you know. So you weren't like because you had no. It'd be one thing if you were like. Hey, I used to be a fucking man whore, and I, I fucked a lot of women. Right. Then you could probably, I could see you talking about. You'd have some skin in the game. Yeah. But now, but you're just like you've never. never. You don't even know what you. You truly don't know what you're talking about. I hadn't even kissed a girl. When yeah. I was giving these talks. When did you first kiss a girl? When I was 21. Wow. Yeah, that girl who I started. That was the girl you started around with. Did you did you bang her too, or did no? We no. never slept together, and she eventually broke up with me. But like two months before she broke up with me, I brought up being like, "Hey, like I think I'm ready to have sex," and she was like, "Well, she's like I had sex with my last boyfriend, and then it was a really hard breakup, like the tape thing." Oh, it was the tape thing. Yeah, so I mean, it's here's true. the deal: there's something fundamentally not incorrect about that. I mean, there is some part of it where like. Yeah, we we do probably treat sex a little too casually. Mm-hmm. That being said, it's not a bad thing. But like, yeah, yeah. and I mean it also because that is true. You know, what I mean, there are people who like that's what they want from life. They want a, a partner and to and yeah. You, and if you abuse that, then yes, it could be very hurtful. But then there's also people that just like fucking. They're just like fucking. Yeah, yeah. That's that's not really yeah. going to be the case. It's it's who. Um, all right, so you kiss a girl when you're 21. The oh first, yeah, kiss, it was wild. Were you? Did you know what was going to happen? Did you plan it? Were you like, oh man, no, like dude, today's we, the day? We had been dating a month and like I hadn't done it yet because I didn't know how to do it. And I'm sure she was kind of like, what the fuck is going on? Because like, then I told her months later, she told me her first kiss story. And then she was like, when was your first kiss? And I was like, yeah, I was actually with you. And she, I, think, I think that's when she started being like, I don't know about this guy. I was like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> But it just it happened at her parents' house. We were watching a movie on the couch, and then I think she definitely made the move. But it was you know some staring, and then and then oh my god, it was fantastic. Still one of the best makeout sessions I've ever had in my life. Oh yeah, of course. It's just like, I mean, I'm sure it was awful. I mean, I'm sure it was a war crime to look at. Like. Oh, I'm sure it was terrible. But I let her take the wheel, and like she nice. was. I've I've kissed a couple ladies since yeah, then. You, you've you've, you've smooched some broads I've since. Some broads and. Uh, but yeah, I'm just like, damn, she really knew what she was doing, you know? Love of my life. If you're listening, Rebecca, that's not her name. <laughs> it's just funny if she does listen to this. Do you, do you like, do you, are you like connected on social with her at all? Do you know what she's like? Uh, no, I mean, I know we're Facebook friends, but I don't, I don't think we're Instagram friends. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't, and that was, you know, um, that was when I was 21, it was 12 years ago. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wild. I am definitely not Facebook friends with the girl I first kissed. Yeah. Um, her name was Rachel Willie. Rachel Willie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm probably gonna have to bleep that out, but yeah. um, um, yeah, it was at a makeout party. What? How old were you? It's like, it's 13 probably. Oh, I'm so jealous. 
I'd go to a makeout party today. Yes. <laughs> why do right. Why do the teens get to have all? The yeah. Fun? Why can't there be a thirty, a bunch of thirty year old? <laughs> no, they're just called orgies now. <laughs> they're just or They don't make out. You know that'd be funny if we're just like, hey guys, we're gonna have a party. We're just gonna make out. Make out. We're just gonna make out. I'd be a little into it. We're gonna honestly. do the thing where you pass the ice cube around. <laughs> you do the orange thing. All uh, these games. I thought you know that is the thing. Make out parties, and then like we do seven minutes in heaven. You yeah. Get, you hit it off with somebody there. You get seven minutes in the closet. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know. I think that's also just me. Like I didn't do any of that stuff. You, you so want to relive? Like, you just like yeah. Just an excuse to make out with anybody, really. All right. So do you graduate from? No, I, I never finished college. Oh, fine. Nice. Where do you where do you go after Steubenville? Um, I went back home, and then uh, you were like, you told your sister, "Hey, uh, <laughs> you know that stuff I said about you going to hell." <laughs> and, I'm cool now. Yeah. Now my sister was ecstatic, and I remember her one time telling me she was she was like, "Sometimes I get a little worried that like this is the phase, and that you're gonna go oh. back." To being Catholic, and I, I just looked at her. I was like, "Dude, this is not the phase." I kissed a girl. <laughs> all right, I'm not going back. I have lived a life. <laughs> I got drunk in a basement, and I made out with a chick in her parents' couch. At her parents' couch, I'm not going back. I'm not going back. Um, but yeah, I went back to my parents. Uh, lied. To- you go back home, and. What do you, like, you got your whole life ahead of you. Like, yeah, my whole life ahead of you, but I'm going to move to the city and start doing stand-up. So I, oh, so you knew, okay, so had you done stand-up in Steubenville? No, but, like, I wanted to do it since I was, like, a kid. Yeah. And then got distracted by God in high school. And and, then, but you did kind of do stand-up, and, you know. Yeah, well, because that's the thing, because whenever I'd give these chastity talks, you know, then I'd have these other, you know, Catholic losers being like, how, how'd it go? Uh, and I would always base on how it go with like how many laughs I got. So like if they yeah. were cracking up the whole time, I'd be like, it went great. Hot, hot crowd. Hot yeah, crowd. hot crowd. If I was bombing, I was like, well, they were a little tight. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you have like rooms or like, oh man, that place, so, that St. Saint Francis, man, they, they don't know. They're not, that's not a good room. <laughs> they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Well, dude, I also remember like I didn't know how to like end it, and I remember one time, you know, these you didn't people, have a clo- you didn't have a closer. I didn't have a closer, and so like these people, you know, would uh, they asked me to come and talk to these kids on some weekend retreat, and I, you know, came in, I'm giving the talk and everything like that, and then I do my whole spiel at the end, and then I just go, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember the people being like, oh, okay, mm. uh, glad you came out for this. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Did you get paid for this? Sometimes, yeah. Wow. Like a hundred bucks. Hey, hey, man. Actually, that was pretty big back then. Yeah. Yeah, that's that'd that ain't big, bad at that'd all. That'd be big now. I do a hundred. Man, you you don't have to tell me. <laughs> all right, so you're in. So you go from Steubenville, New York. By the way, do you know what Steuben or not Steubenville? Do you know what Steubenville, Ohio is like famous for? Yeah, that rape case. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not so funny, but like whenever I, I hear Steubenville, that's like. Well, because it's, yeah. it's funny because people come and be like, that sounds so familiar. Why does it sound so familiar? I'm like, well, like, oh, there is a big, a big sexual assault case. Yeah. The, yeah. Apparently the whole city was in on. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Uh, also, wasn't there a famous style of pizza from Steubenville? Oh, I? I don't think so. Maybe. I don't Not know. While I was there, but I also had no money while I was there. So yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't buying pizza. Uh, no, so me. you moved to New York. And yeah, we well, well, it was in Connecticut yeah, for Connecticut. nine more months. Yeah. Working, I worked at a dry cleaner and then would sometimes deliver Chinese food, just saving up money, getting drunk all the time, go to smoking the big, a ton of pot. Go to the big city. 
go saving up for the big city and then move to the big city with no job, which my dad, like a week before him, was like, you really shouldn't do that. Yeah, that's a bad, yeah. I moved, oh, I, when I moved here from D.C., I was like, I'm not moving out here for a job. Without, like, so I took yeah. a job that I fucking hated, that I ended up hated, hating. But like, I just like, I knew I couldn't. Cause like I'm, I, I knew I would have just been like on the streets, you know. Yeah, I know. So it's very lucky I did because I also moved like in a recession. What, what what year did you move? Uh, I got there September 2010. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh my god. So like, yeah, that was yeah, just like the society was crumbling at yeah, that point. Yeah, and like no no degree, and like this is really when like people wanting you to have a bachelor's degree was like the thing for getting a job. I well, mean, because like there were so many people. That were like looking for jobs. They had to like weed people out. So they're like, okay, how about all these people who who spend sixty thousand dollars studying liberal arts? Yeah, it took me a few years before I realized you could just put on your resume that you graduated and no, like nobody's calling Franciscan University of Steubenville to be like, did this guy really study theology? They're just like, we're probably just not going to give this theology guy a job. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, if you've ever hired Dylan in the past, he has graduated with honors. He is an upstanding student. He's got the cap and gown. <laughs> All the time. I did. My sister graduated from NYU, and uh, I they have, because it's NYU, they like shut down a couple blocks and throw all the, uh-huh. the grads a party. And I was I was just walking around by myself. I like lost my sister. And uh, I just got in this line. They were handing people these tote bags, and I didn't know what they were, but I was like, I want a tote bag. And all I, I couldn't hear what they were asking the person, but I would just hear everybody go, yes, and then they get handed a tote bag. So mm-hmm. I got up there, and the person goes, are you a graduating student? And I went, yes. And then they gave me a tote bag that said NYU grad. On so te- you've, gra- I mean, you have two degrees. Exactly. I would just bring it to job interviews. <laughs> you should. That yeah. would be a very, like, I couldn't oh. find my diploma, but they only give these they only give these out. students. Well, it, I think NYU is one of those hippie schools where you can, like, make your own major yeah so you're like oh i majored in um you know uh my it's theoretical everything is theoretical. like the degree <laughs> I, I majored in theory theory just what kind this theory just general theories. general theory you know where, where did you move to, uh, where'd you move to when you lived uh, in new york murray hill i was in my sister and i got a one-bedroom apartment together on 32nd and 3rd Good lord! Yeah, she lived. Thankfully, like the living room had a door on it, with yeah. Just the with just a hallway kitchen between it. So she took the living room, which was like three times the size of my room, and I took the, I think it was a six by six, maybe six by seven, uh, bedroom. Or I guess it must have been seven by seven because you have to fit a bed in there. Yeah. But it was literally a, a closet, um, and yeah, lived there for two years. Would you, did you do my, were you doing mics or were you just kind no, of? No, when I first got there, I did three, I did two mics and a show in Connecticut the summer before Moon in the City. Uh, yeah, third time doing stand up, I got booked at a cancer benefit. <laughs> did you bring out the chastity material? <laughs> I was like, all right, all right, um, sir, can you um, get out of your wheelchair here? Here, yes. take this piece of tape. <laughs> What happens when you have sex outside of marriage? Married, yeah. No, I did unfortunately a lot of poop material. That was a lot of in the be- in the beginning days, and I it just ate shit. You ironically, unironic, you ironically ate, ate shit, shit with yeah. all the poop material. It was so funny. Like I did this, I did this set. I don't think it couldn't have been any longer than ten minutes. It may have just been five minutes, but yeah. 
And it was at like a friend, you know, my friend's parents ran the event and it was at their house. But, you know, it was like a big event. People sitting around, they had a band playing. I went up during the band's intermission. Then I'm walking around this party and for the rest of the party. After your set, you're hanging out with the audience? After my set, yeah. And you know how you're at a party and you see somebody walking through and you all look over to see who it is? Yeah. It just kept, I kept walking by groups of people who would turn and see that it was me, and then they would all just turn back <laughs> to themselves and keep talking. It was humiliating. Oh, my God. And then you're just the unfunny guy at the party. Like, any, any, anything you do is just horrible at that point. I should have just left. But you I had, should have. I, like, but I had friends there. I wanted yeah, to hang out. I, I, I'll say, I, I know we're not supposed to talk about mics, but I'm going to say this. If I bomb at a mic, I leave instantly. I just I oh, really yeah I I no that's not true I stick around for like two people uh-huh. but then I wait it's just like I don't want to be like if it's bad and yeah. like I don't want to be I don't want to be here yeah. now otherwise if I do good I'll stay till the end and I'll glad hand and I'll be like hey what's, what's up, up what's up I'm yeah, the yeah. Man. but like no if if like so if I don't do well I'm I can't because my shame is still so high like I just can't imagine I just don't want people to look at me yeah I know my shame's gotten. Uh, slightly better over the years just from like I don't know I try to tell myself I'm like everybody bombs but it just sucks when you don't know anybody in the room and you bomb because yeah. you're just like wow these people just think I'm bad at this um, but I, I don't know the mics are well now we're talking about mics yeah, yeah whatever well, I, well I'm, I'm keeping track we're gonna talk about well, well, three minutes of mic talk three mics well because the mics out here are different than in New York because you have the slotted yeah. which is nice I love that's I I do slot. I hate the bucket. I hate it. I hate oh, it with God, a passion. I hate the bucket. First bucket I did out here, or sorry, first mic I did out here was a bucket in November of 2020. Mm-hmm. I didn't do another mic for like seven months, but they pulled pulled 40 names out of the bucket, and my name was not one of them. I sat I, there for two and a half hours. I did a. I, I went to one last week, and I was like, they called 30 people, and I didn't get called. And I was sitting at this table with this guy who got called up first or something. He, he stayed the whole time. And he looked at me and he was like, sorry, man. And I'm like, it's okay. Well, it, it, it's balanced because like the first few mics I did here, I got called up. The buckets I did, I got called up like within the first like four or five people. So I think it's just like a universal balance. Yeah, I know. I um, do wish they would just cap it though at the bucket. Yeah. Like be like, we're just going to do thir- like first 30 names. That's it. And yeah. then like, because it is... It's a waste of time sitting at a mic for two hours if you're not going to go up. Yeah. And that's like not to say any offense, but like I wouldn't want anybody to see. There's other stuff to do. Like there's other. That's the thing. Yeah. And you could also, I, I don't know, you can go right or you can go live your fucking life. Yeah. Or you can just go eat eat Taco Bell in the parking lot and yeah. say like, okay, maybe this was a mistake. It's <laughs> <laughs> like. Yeah. So okay, I, I'm curious. How do the mics work in uh, New York then? Because I've never, I never did. It's some of them are like you know. I had a buddy who would be in charge of like the the list for a mic, and so I would text him, and he, you know, thankfully since I knew him, he'd like put me up within like the first ten mm-hmm. people, and then I'd stay for an hour. I'd always tell myself that because yeah. it'd be like a two hour mic, and I'm like, I don't really need to stay for two hours. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of them are buckets, just lotto, and then. Um, or they put up a sign-up sheet at a certain time. It's a very... There was only... I only ever found one slotted mic. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time I ever heard about it. And they were just like, we do this mic LA style where it's slotted and you have to stay for the whole time. But it's only going to be an hour. And I yeah. just... I think that's the best way to do it. Yeah. Because you need people to be there. That's the nightmare about the bucket mics is... 
you could be there for two hours and then you finally get up and the only other people there are the only other people who haven't gone up and like everybody's in a bad mood yeah nobody's in the mood to laugh so you're just like i don't even know if this material sucks or if it's literally just the vibes here yeah i um i've gone up at the end of a bucket and um Thankfully, I had had a few beverages, uh-huh. so I was a little bit looser, and there were some, mercifully, there were some civilians there, mm. and I always tell myself, like, I don't pay attention, like, if the comics don't laugh at me, I don't care. Yeah. If, like, the people who are just, like, got, tr- some, I don't know what the fuck, I, how did you end up here? I don't know. But you're here, and you don't try to, and you're not trying to do this for real, and you're just, if, if those people laugh, then I'm fine. Right. You know, yeah, I, yeah. I do a lot better, but like I get dead eyes from comedians all the time, and I'm like, mm, you know, whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I know it is. I don't know. Mics are strange because sometimes everything's great and everybody's in the mood to laugh. Yeah, and then that's good to know because then if you're not getting laughed, you're like, okay, this joke sucks. Yeah, but like I don't know, dude. There's times where like I'm just like, really, everybody's bombing. Like nobody in this room thinks anything anybody's saying is funny and we all just sit here for an hour in silence like this sucks just, I, I kind of want to go collectively it's just like do we do we not want to be here let's just go Let, there's a bar let's all go have a beer right or something actually not you I heard you talk about your sobriety you don't come with us but like <laughs> everyone else can come and I, let's just like talk as humans and not try to do this inherently embarrassing thing I think that would be more fruitful than all yeah. of us just watching each other bomb for, f- yeah. for five minutes because it, sometimes it's just not there the energy is just not there for a mic and yeah, like, yeah why don't we all go throw back a couple and, and and get giddy and get to know each other as humans yeah so then, when, so then we can be supportive when we see each other yeah. around yeah because that's the thing it's just like yeah if I have friends at a mic and I eat shit <clears throat> I don't mind as much because then I'm just like oh we can all still yeah, yeah, yeah. afterwards and these people know but like they know they know me they know yeah. I'm not I've made them laugh outside of comedy so they know I'm funny exactly because this is what it's we're all deeply insecure insecure yeah. like we didn't get enough attention as a kid I don't know I, I blame it on the fact that my parents had I was the oldest of four and like I'm the youngest of four <laughs> so Last weird. Time. You should have gotten all the as the baby. You should have gotten all the attention. Yeah, that's what everybody says. I feel like I don't know. As the ba- the thing I hate about being the baby is I feel like my siblings, no matter how old I get, always see me as a child. Yeah. Like my sister this year, God love her, texted me uh, the day before taxes were due, and she was just like, "Hey, she's like." You know, just trying to be a good big sister. You know, taxes are due tomorrow, so I just wanted to make sure you you knew. And I just I just said, oh, thanks. Yeah, I did my taxes like last week. <laughs> and she was like, oh, I haven't done mine yet. So that's like. what she said. She said, oh, okay, because I haven't done mine yet, so I just wanted to make sure. I was like, dude, what the f-? like? I have my shit together more than you yeah. do. And I also wanted to be like, dude, I'm in my thirties. Like, what do you think I've been doing for the- this? Is the first time you ever texted me about taxes? Like, clearly, I've been paying. I hope it would be clear I've been paying them for the past. 13, 14 years. Yeah. Otherwise, I'd be in like a lot of trouble. Like, why this year of all years? Because she forgot and she's like. And she needed to feel. And she clearly thinks you're a dumbass. So, like. Yeah. And she's like, if I forgot, then surely he fucking forgot. <laughs> but uh, so there is, there is, there's that where. Which I don't feel like I get from my parents very much. I feel like they see me as an adult and they don't see me as this little kid anymore. Yeah. Which you think they would stick around more with the parents, but. Are you close at all with your siblings? Uh, you seem to be close with your sister because you brought her up a few times and you lived with her. So yeah, we lived with her. Yeah, I feel like we're not as close as we used to be. I don't know. My siblings 
uh, this would be a whole other uh, podcast. They all they kind of have this this beef with each other. They don't get along, uh. but they all like talking to me. And it really stresses. You know me. why? It's because you you were a man of the cloth, and like they thank you as like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's like, yo, they come to confess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they come to confess. I, I I love them all to death. We all used to be a lot closer, but I've had to now that I think I'm like their only connection to having a sibling, which stresses me out. So I've over the past years have been working at kind of keeping them more at arm's length. Unfortunately, that's, that's tough. yeah, it kind of sucks, yeah. but. I, I'll talk to them and it's, it, it's always great to see them and I'm, I'm hoping it'll change someday but um, yeah it just sucks <laughs> yeah uh, so how long were you in New York then you were, were you in New York for 10 years I was in New York for 10 years yeah. yeah I did a brief stint in Marfa Texas in the middle of it good lord why I followed a girl. I love the Damn, ladies. Man, you, you, I did, know. you you are a simp. <laughs> you are a simp. I mean, you you were a simp for one chick, and then that led you to become a simp for God. Yeah. And then you were a simp for the first girl who physically touched you. Oh yeah. And then you, what was she doing in Marfa? Uh, she's a big uh, like artist hippie. Ah, so she yeah. To go to, she used to do stand up. We met doing stand up, uh-huh. and then started dating, and like was kind of like my. For other than that, that girl who touched me the first time, yeah, it was kind of like my first real girlfriend, yeah. And so I was just like, I was like, oh, by this is the best. It has to work. And then she really wanted to move to Texas, and I was just like, cool, I love you. And I was like, the worst thing that can happen is I move back, and then that's exactly what happened. <laughs> I mean, I know people who live in Marfa, and I'm like, that's not. It's not what you think it is. It's not what you think it is. It's not this cool little hippie community. It there's some weird shit there, but then it's like. Every all the people who are really from there mm. probably don't fucking like that you're there, dude. They don't, and that's the thing. <laughs> and we did do the right thing because we noticed that a lot of people move there, and they're like, "What's up? I'm in Marfa. Aren't I cool?" And like, they're rightfully so. Like, it is a cool little town, and like, I did have a lot of fun there. Just yeah. there wasn't like I I want to do comedy, and like, there's just not enough. We put on a couple shows there, yeah. which were fun. But I mean, it's it's a town of eighteen hundred people. You, yeah, you have to be like writing new jokes every single day that yeah, I yeah. hit in order to perform yeah. regularly there. Um, and we kind of noticed that. And so we just kind of hung back and like kind of just gradually. And I lucked out too. I got a job at the most popular coffee shop there, mm-hmm. at least at the time. I don't know if that's changed because I know one or two more have opened up. But so I kind of got to see the town every day and get known. But like we didn't, we were excited to be there, but we didn't come in there being like, oh, look how hot shit we are. Yeah. Because... Because a lot of people go there thinking it's going to be something different and like tourists too. And like, and it's just not what you're expecting. And it's their town. Yeah. It belongs. They're not some fish in a bowl. These aren't, yeah. These are West, like I grew up in West Texas. Oh, you did? So I know what these people are like. And like, they're fine and they're friendly. But at the same time, all of them have weapons. And all of them like, don't fuck with them. Like, yeah. these aren't, these are, these are people who have grown up drinking like the worst water available to any American ever. Like it's not, these are, yeah, it's not, you gotta be a hard, these are hard scrabble people who came from hard scrabble people, you know? And I still keep in touch with a couple of the people from there. And like one of them is just this dude. I mean, I'll, we primarily just send memes to each other back and forth. And then occasionally we'll like just text each other and say like, what's up and whatnot. But Uh like, um, but yeah, and I, when I, dr- I drove out to L.A., I swung by there and spent the night there and, and yeah. saw some people and whatnot. I love that I went there, and yeah. I really I would go back and visit 
from time to time if it weren't such a fucking pain in the ass yeah, to get to. Pe- people don't understand how fucking big Texas is. Like, I, I try to tell people, it's, like, my girlfriend, I, so my family lives in Dallas. Okay. And I, she she was like, hey, we should go visit Marfa when we're in Dallas. And I'm like, you, that's not, you don't. That's you, not an easy thing. Yeah, that's know. like that's like being in L.A. and like, hey, let's go to Humboldt for a day. And then you're just like. I don't get the reference, but I'm sure it's it's far. it's it's very far north of California. Oh, so okay. it's just far away. Yeah. It's very far away. Yeah. Um. So. Uh. All right. So you're in New York for ten years. Um, ten years. I know, like, because all the podcasts I listen to hmm. are all comedians from New York. So I know, like, I don't I don't know anything about the LAC, uh, but I know way too many people who are comedians. <laughs> yeah. I don't know them. I don't know them. Know them. Yeah, but yeah, I, like, I know, I know who they are. Right. Yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. So I have no. And people are like the oh the LA scene and the California scene are, are so different or the New York and California LA scene and I'm like they're really not yeah that's what everybody says too and like I was even just talking to a buddy today on the phone before yeah. heading over here and who's a comic in yeah. New York and yeah I kind of have trouble explaining because everybody's like so what's it like I'm just like it's people signing up for mics and sometimes it sucks and sometimes yeah sometimes it's, good. it's like and everybody's like oh everybody in LA is all woke and stuff and I'm like. Well, People in New York are all like, well, it's the same, yeah. it's the same dynamic. It's the same people, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, I do. I don't know. I have found comedy is a little bit more offensive out here than in New York. Oh, for, well, people, people are a lot less PC out here. Like, yeah, which surprised me. Yeah. I, so DC is like PC to the max. Okay. And like, so I come out here and like the first, so I'm in a meeting with my boss and she just says, retard, like, and I look around, and I'm like expecting gasps. Nobody bats a fucking eye. And I'm like, wait, can we just say retard? Can we just say it? And I felt this weird sense of like liberation. It's like, I can actually, wait, I can say this word? Yeah. Oh, okay, fine, great. All right, good. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. weird. And like, um, yeah, that, that mic I went to in November where my name didn't get pulled out of the bucket. Like, yeah. A couple people were like saying the the f not fuck the the, the f a the the, the the f yeah. the gay f slur the yes. gay f slur yeah um yeah and I was just like whoa okay uh just and not that people don't say that in New York but I don't know there was just like uh wow this is who we are and a couple people were like Trump twenty twenty at the end of their sets and I was like what's going on I was like enough people have said this I don't think it's a joke it's anymore. not a bit it's a bit no there are some there are a few. No, never mind. I'm not gonna get. Yeah. Not gonna get into that. But um, people seem nicer out here, though. For sure, people. You know why? Because the sun's out. The sun's <laughs> out, and you're not surrounded by buildings. Yeah. And like noise. Yeah. You there's there's you can actually have some quiet. Yeah. You know, you can have some, some quiet. Yeah, you're not just packed into everywhere. Yeah. Like I lo- I'll say this. I I lived in New York for a year. I lived there summer of eleven to summer of twelve. Okay. And I lived in I lived in like deep, like Ditmas Park, Brooklyn. Oh wow! So like it's just like I was like I I got a job, it was it was a, it was an it was a paid internship, and I was like man I just want to go live in New York and yeah. I did and it was great. That's awesome. I I didn't have any money, I drank every night. Oh. It was great because like here the bars close, you know. Dude, that is getting to me. And like also the driving because I'll go to a bar and then I have two drinks and I'm like, well, yeah. I guess that's it. Yeah, I but like there, I was just like, I can go to a bar and I can post up for from eleven to three a.m. 
get hammered it's the, and get yeah. go home. You well, know? and you know what it is? Because I don't know. It's like there's something about New York where like anything is possible. And I, I mean that in the sense even when it's to drinking. Because I've had many nights in New York. You go out with some friends. You have two drinks. And you're like, all right. Yeah. Going to go home. Perfectly normal. Or you have it where you just keep drinking until the bar is closed. Yeah. And you're like, well, that was some unexpected fun. Yeah. You kind of have the choice where... I don't know, the nightlife here seems a little... And you got for parking. And yeah, it's very... Around. It's like you have to go, like, if you're here... If I go to a bar, I'm probably just going to that bar, yeah. you know? But if, like, I'm in New York... I'm going to New York in December for a buddy's bachelor party. And oh, cool. I don't... I'm going to be... Le- it's like I'm there for... I'm there for, like, 72 hours. Yeah. If I sleep... If I sleep for five hours that whole time, it'll be too much. Because like, I, it's funny that you said anything. That's exactly what I tell people about New York. It's like when I go to New York, I, I have this feeling. It's like I can do whatever I want. Yeah, I can do whatever I want. I went back for the first time in August, and my first night there, I was out till four thirty in the morning, and yeah. like not even planned. And I was just like, I guess this place just really sucks you right back into yeah. it. You know, and it's just because you're just like you're not checking what time it is because there's really like no time almost. Yeah, there's like, no time. Why is it open till four? Like that is so late for bars to be open, but you just get used to it. Yeah, and you just you just fall fall into. Yeah. Or you like, go to like some places like um, that place Spring Street or uh, Spring Street Tavern. I don't know the name of this, but it's a bar that's open like. That's only closed like an hour a day in the morning, but then it's like open. I've heard of that. I don't know if I've been there. Yeah, I've I have been there, not at like eight a.m. in the morning, but I have been there, and it's like great because yeah. like, I can just drink. Well, and I used to bartend, and then it's just like you know what I mean. Then you you have the after hours folks, the other industry people, and you're yeah. all sitting in the bar till seven a.m. What what kind of bars did you bartend at? Uh, I guess both of them Irish pubs. One of them definitely an Irish pub. The first one was a Texas bar called Honky Tonk, but it was owned by the same people who owned a bunch of Irish pubs. Mm. Uh, but it was funny. We we I guess on the Yelp it would say you know playing country. We play country music and everything like that. All the bartenders hated country music, so we would rarely play it and would uh, groan when people would come in and be like, "I thought there was going to be country," and we're like, uh. "I mean, to be fair, if you have a bar called Honky Tonk, you got to play some country." Oh, they were all in the right, but I mean, we yeah. were, you know, a bunch of assholes who liked uh, Led Zeppelin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we're just like, that's not music, this is music. Yeah. This album from 1972. Yeah. <laughs> that, no. I I, I, lo- I like places, I like bars where the bartenders have, and that's a very, it is kind of a New York thing, I haven't really experienced that here, but where the bartenders have an open contempt for anyone coming in there. Yeah. And I'm like, we're, you, how are you making, like, I, on the one hand, I'm like, it's kind of endearing, but the other hand, I'm like, you know, these people have to be here. Like, you know, they have to be here, right? You know, it's like a thing. You can't just sit around and bullshit with your friends. Like, yeah, I know. Well, and the thing I would hate would, uh, cause friends, I don't, this was my experience. And I also, I was not a big fan of bartending because it kept me from doing stand up because yeah, I didn't do it yeah. at night. So mm-hmm. it was always, there was a couple things I didn't like and dealing with drunks all day, you know, has a, uh, an expiration date of fun on it. Yeah. But I would have friends come in and it would be fun for like the first few minutes, a whole group of them. But then, you know, the bar would get busy and then it would just turn into a night of me watching all of my friends hang out and have fun while I had to work. Yeah. And I was like, this isn't enjoyable. We also weren't really allowed to drink at my bar. It would be another thing if I could have, you know, a couple drinks in me and we're all hanging out and doing shots. But 
we were only allowed to do the occasional shot at the, mm. the two bars I worked at. Did you, did you, were you always just like, did you, do you have like a career now or are you just always like hopping from no, like job to job? always hopping from job to job, unfortunately. I mean, I moved out to LA because I'm trying to write for TV. Yeah. Which, you know, is not that easy. I don't know if you've ever heard it's a difficult. It's, it's competitive, you yeah, know, it's, it's, it's competitive. competitive. It's like you have to know people mm-hmm. and then you have to do, and then of course there's the writing. Oh, that's you right. actually have that's to write things. Part. My my dad my dad's a writer too, but he he writes poetry. But he gave me a, a good quotation from some author that she said, um, uh, "I hate writing, but love having written." And I'm like, "Yeah, that's that's yeah. pretty much I it." Think, I, I think Faulkner talked about how it was like physically painful it, for him to write, and like he had to like force himself to do it. That's literally what it is, and it's that thing of where like getting going is like pushing a boulder up a mountain and like you don't have to go that far and it's like once you get to the other side then the boulder's just gonna start yeah. going and that doesn't mean that every time you're just like da 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 but it's like with anything you know what I mean it's like dragging yourself do you ever have a day where like you don't wanna go to like an open mic and you're just like but you should go it's every time last, every yeah. time every time most times me and it's the last thing I wanna do but then once I'm there yeah I'm just like oh shit like, what was I fucking thinking this is the best It's that's like me but also working out yeah. I hate working out, yeah. and like I tell my, I I go to this I I I am the least in shape person at the uh-huh. gym I go to. Uh-huh. Like my my trainers all have like all the rest of their clients are like dancers and celebrities and stuff, and then there's my fucking fat ass. But they're so they're so sweet, they're so nice to me, and they like they they don't they kick my ass, which I need to be. Yeah. And like every time I'm like, dude, oh my god, I hate it. Yeah. I hate it, but I never hate. I've never regretted like afterwards That's you know you just gotta do it yeah just I do know. it and you got exactly you gotta remind yourself of that and because i started working out like three or four years ago and yeah. like the thing that hasn't changed is the best part is when i'm done and i'm like i get to have a snack now that's my absolute favorite and it's the only thing that makes it worth it. i my my thing is like because i work out i like to work out like early in the morning and so like i'm like oh man i get to go have a coffee oh, i'm yeah. gonna have a coffee i'm gonna i'm gonna like Dry heave in my car for ten minutes, and then I'm gonna like have a have. A, I'm gonna pay six bucks for a coffee, which is that's my thing. I spend way too much money on a coffee. I'm a huge. I'm a coffee asshole. You don't make it at home? No, I do. But yeah. like, I do. Like, we have a fucking down. We have a really nice. You can't see it. Well, I'll, I'll make you a cup if you want one. We have a really really nice coffee machine. I'm a yeah, coffee. it's it's right there in the corner. It's you nice. A steamer on there. Too. Oh yeah, I, I, I don't use it for that. I just do. I just make myself a, a four shots of espresso. Oh yeah. Um, but it's great. But like also like LA has so many great coffee shops that like. I know they do. I've had to cup. I make it at home all the time. Uh-huh. I've had to just from jumping around from job to job. I'm trying to be a little bit smart. Yeah, me too. Money. Yeah, I'm in the yeah. Oh, I, I treat myself once a week. I, yeah. I go go out for coffee once a week. Yeah, and I got a couple good buddies out here. They're they're big coffee drinks, so we're hanging out. We're like, yeah, you know, I don't want to be the guy who's like, I, I can't get a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I'm, I'm frugal enough where I can treat myself um, from time to time. So um, I think we're going to wrap up here. Um, do you have any... Um, Hobbies? No. <laughs> hey, I think we ended up... Listen, we talked We talked about... Yeah, Petra has a hobby. Um, no, I, are you kidding me? Like, the whole... We got forty five minutes on your your you almost becoming a Catholic priest. Yeah, I mean, shit, it's wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do you have any plugs or anything you want to? 
Uh, Want to promote? No, I mean, when is this coming out? <laughs> I love. <laughs> when is this going? I love that part. Um, it'll probably probably come out Wednesday. Oh well, yeah. Wednesday night I'm at the Comedy Chateau. <laughs> oh, the Comedy Chateau. Not that okay. I don't think anybody's gonna want to come see me. Yeah. Um, but no, and I mean, you know, I don't know. Follow me on Instagram. If you're in New York, I'm gonna be in New York uh, in December doing at least one show. I think maybe a couple others. When in De- when in December? Uh, the week of December twelfth. I have a show at the Comic Strip on December sixteenth, and then. Yeah, I'll be there for a week or two. I'm trying to stretch it out through Christmas so I can see. Oh, I'm, I, mom and dad, I'm gonna be home for Christmas no matter what. But I'm trying to make it so I don't have to fly there and then fly back. Yeah, yeah, fly, yeah. You know, blah, 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 yeah. Blah. Go see, go, go, go. Uh, hit up some mics in New York. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't know. Right. I don't even have. I'm trying to start doing a podcast, so keep keep your eyes peeled for that or ears, people. I what, like how what, I'm looking at the mic. He's looking at the mic. As yeah, as a camera. It's, it's, yeah. What kind of? What do you want your podcast to be about? I'm gonna be interviewing other people who have found faith and then lost it. Oh, okay. And then talk about open mics. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh my god, yeah, you're ho- another ho- fella. Holla at your boy. Yeah. Oh, perfect. I'd um, I'd love to do that. Right. Yeah, I think it's a thing that a lot of a lot of people go through and like. I don't know. I'm just trying to think like there's got to be people out there who are struggling with it who could maybe and that's not yeah. to say like leave your faith but be like hey maybe it's you know maybe you don't have to be 100% into it and maybe yeah. maybe they're not uh-huh. totally correct. Yeah. You know what you should call it? Have a real original name. Uh, Losing my religion. <laughs> I actually let me ask you what you think. We have a name for it. Yeah. It's called Loosed on Earth. Ooh. It's a direct. Jesus said that he said it says it to Peter yeah. when he makes Peter the first pope in Catholic teaching. I forget. It's like Matthew twenty four or something. That's good. That sounds so. That sounds a lot more serious. Yeah. Than it's gonna be. Yeah, for sure. Unless you're gonna, unless you want it to be really, really serious. I mean, it's good. I mean, I'll. You know, what I mean, it's just like if it gets serious, yeah. But I'm gonna be joking around and whatnot and making fun of the pope. Um, but it's because Jesus says, you know, Peter, you are my rock, and on my rock I build this church. Whatever you uh, bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And I just always thought that was stupid. Like, <laughs> it's just like, hey, whatever you guys do down here, we're going to do up there too. Yeah. And I'm like, Jesus, come on, man. Oh, yeah. Like, I know you're a carpenter, but like, come on. <laughs> come on. <laughs> But even the word loosed, I'm like, who's using the word loose? Well, he didn't say it. Like some some, some king some guy translating it from a translation of a translation. translation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But I always thought it was a dumb quote. Uh, so I wanted to name it after use it for the podcast. 